Hello and welcome to 2021 and the first of this year's uh, That Universal Podcast. I'm Nick and I'm joined on this episode by Mr. P. Dulles Paul Washington. Hello. And also by Mr. D. Happy New Year to everybody. And Let's hope that you. 2021 is, uh, is a better one than 2020. Let's hope we can bloody go. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously we're saying it from a UK point of view, but, you know, I'm sure there's lots of Americans listening uh, who will also feel the same way, that have not been able to go over various reasons. So, yeah. Just, um, yeah. God, that year was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. On a global scale, it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, take out the deaths, you know. (laughs) Just just in general, the year sucked because of this. Uh, throwing all the deaths as well then yeah of course but uh man here but here we are 2021 brand new year um mm-hmm. same same crappy podcast um but let's, <laughs> we're still going we're still going mm-hmm. we are still going and i'm gonna i'm gonna start off um i'm gonna do that that thing i usually do where i suddenly think maybe i should do this and i haven't thought it through so this is going to go down like a lead balloon because I haven't thought about what to say, but never mind. Um, but um, oh, how do I start this? Right, so um, we're going to dedicate this episode to a listener. So, uh, Kate, this is for you. Um, she will know who she is. And of course, anyone listening called Kate will also know um, who that is as well. Katie. No, but, you know, Pick your name, Kate, Katie, whatever. You, you know, the, the show's dedicated to you. But the, the real person this is about will know about it. Um, and um, she contacted us. And the one thing, we've talked about this before, the one thing that we uh, we hate about podcasting is trying to get interaction. Like, it's the worst, right? It's yeah. so hard to get people to interact with you. You see thousands of downloads uh, for podcasts that you've released. And then you think, oh, that's great. You know, if I ask a question or if I put a poll out or something, you're going to get loads of interaction and you just don't. It's so hard. And she reached out um, because we'd, we'd offended her on, on a couple of shows. Well, when I say we offended her, Craig offended her. I mean, it's very obvious, isn't it, really, when you think about it. Like, who's going who's gonna to be offended by somebody? It's gonna, of course, it's going to be caused by Craig. Um, but she actually reached out and actually, you know, came with some constructive criticism and you know it it was appreciated i'd much rather people reached out and said things they didn't like than to say nothing at all or just stop listening so Um, that's your explanation as to why craig's not here tonight well (laughs) yeah so so basically we kicked craig off the show uh because he doesn't deserve to be on it no craig 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 is obviously working Um, he's been impeached Very we've activated article 25 hey, hey i tell you what you know by the time this episode gets released to the public you know he may have actually been impeached a second time i'm not talking about craig yeah. that that would be quite funny um no craig is just not not here tonight but he he is still very much a part of us unfortunately um but no you know she she reached out with with some criticism and you know deservedly so and um we had a, a nice uh back and forth you know, I think she was more surprised. I think she was surprised that someone responded to her. I was just surprised to get the email in the first place. We were both surprised. Um, but honestly, like, I really appreciate it. And it was good to have dialogue um, 
about that and anyone listening like we love to hear ideas you know we come up with this show as best we can sometimes well and like now not so well when you're bumbling around trying to think about what to say um but you know we we want to hear from you we want to hear the good we want to hear the bad we want to hear the ugly and again that's not a dig at craig but you know we we kind of feed off of the audience so if we don't hear from you we can't we can't do that we do things that we think are right and they may or may not be so you know thank you firstly for reaching out to us um and you know i'm not you know please don't not trying to embarrass you or anything like that it really do mean you know we appreciated hearing from you and you know i urge anyone listening to do the same thing name me as well because we'll dedicate a show to you possibly um but no it's good it's good to hear from from people and you know it this isn't a, a resolution obviously but what i would like to see this year is more interaction with our listeners and our audience so um please do even if it's just to slag us off i'd much rather have that than nothing unless you're so, called the Millwall bushwhacker jesus you know what? I, was only, <laughs> I was only thinking about him the other day because um I think when I, I wrote back one of the emails, I said, like, um, you know, I obviously appreciate an email rather than just, like, a negative review. Because quite often, you know, they're a bit... Po- not, not that negative reviews are pointless, but they're normally done in spite by somebody who just doesn't like you and isn't actually a listener. And there's no right to reply. At least with an email, you can have, like, some engagement. And we've had reviews before where somebody's questioned the sound quality or, or, or something else. Something that we've we've worked on. So it's frustrating because you can't say, you know, okay, we've listened to that and, you know, we've tried to change things up. So I'd much rather have an email, even if it's full of abuse, than uh, a dodgy iTunes review. Um, but yeah, Jesus Christ, Millwall Bushwhacker. I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Hopefully Hopefully <laughs> Um Yeah, so that's it. So I just wanted to, 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 to call it out, but mainly as a call to our audience, let us know. Is there something you want us to discuss? Is there a segment you don't like? Is there a host called Nick that you don't like? All of this stuff's good. Let us know. I'll leave. It's fine. I've got so many other things to do. It's not a problem. Um, but no, please, if you if you want to reach out about anything, um, good, bad, please, uh, universalafterdark at gmail.com, I think is the email. I don't think we changed it. I think that's still the same. No, I think it's the same. Yeah, and disafterdark at gmail.com as well. We, we I, I look at all the email addresses, some more than others. So, you know, it might take me a while to get around to you. And we're on the socials and in the Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff. So that's how I wanted to kick off this show. Um, but I also have... No, actually, you know what? I'll save that bit till later on because I know all of you are parched. I can see all of you are parched, even though we're not looking at each other. So we should really... I should really ask what everybody's drinking. So, Mr. D, what are you drinking? I am drinking, uh, it's a seven-year-old Chivas Regal, which is actually more than seven years old, but that's that doesn't though, count. That's not, yeah. that's not, that's not, you should be drinking something fresh. No, well, I mean, it's, um, it's aged to perfection, a bit like me, you see what I mean? Um, it's actually quite old, but the only, it only counts the actual time in the cask, doesn't it? Even if though I've had the bottle in the cupboard for quite a few years. And I finally decided to crack it at Christmas. And then I've got some fever tree lemonade. I know that's not the way Scots people are supposed to drink it, but that's what I'm doing. Plus, I've got to use this up. It's confession time. 
I bought a massive crate of little cans of Fever Tree Lemonade and thought it was tonic water. So I've got to find a way to use it up. I didn't even... That was Cheers. the thing that confused me. I was like, I didn't even know Fever Tree did lemonade. Well, neither did I. And it <laughs> is exactly the same colour and design as their tonic. So right. Fever Tree, if you're listening, sort that out. Get some proper colour coding on your stuff. And but so Mr. D, a crate of uh, tonic water. Oh, yeah, well, yeah that other tonic with, waters if, are available. At, at the moment, but if Fever Tree do want to sponsor us... It we would all be appreciate, a pleasure. We all, yeah. all, all appreciate a bit of Fever Tree. Um, mm. P-Dubs, what are you drinking? I have got a Echinacea and Cranberry Tea. Jesus Ooh. fucking Christ. But it is in my Biff's <coughs> Automotive Detailing Mug. Ha! <laughs> oh... Funny enough, actually, um, I was on a I'm on a wrestling forum, of course I am, and um, it, there's an off-topic segment uh, section of the of the forum, and uh, they had favourite one-liners from uh, comedies, and uh, I uh, I chose um, why don't you make like a tree, tree. and get, <laughs> get out, out of, here. of there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of those lines. I mean, you know, Back to the Future is, you know, it's got it's got funny moments in it but it's not an out and out comedy right. but that's always a line that like never fails to to make me laugh so yeah. um yeah um i've just got cherry pepsi max because i just couldn't be bothered i've not even opened it yet I, i'll do it at some point when i get parched and i've talked well i've over the years i've learned i can talk a long time without needing to have a drink that's uh, a podcast skill i picked up so it might be a while but there you go so there's not a whole lot of news. We're going to go through the news like we normally would do. Um, we also are going to play the knockout game again. Uh, we finally got some new brackets for that. More on that as we, as we come to it. Um, and then Mr. P-Dubs is going to take us on a tour around another universal property. But before we do that, um, does anybody want to go first with any news in particular? That silence suggests no, so I will. Um, okay. Little, if, you've got, if you've got something there, Mr. D, go for it. No, go for it. You go for it. I'll jump in as soon as you're done. Mine's rubbish. Um, so it, this is uh, a, a more recent update, but this is, uh, again, to do with ticketing at Universal. And uh, there's a new promotion at the moment. If you uh, renew your pass or, or buy a pass, before the end of March, you get an additional three months on your pass. Oh, well, there's my news gone. Done. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> you did say it's a slow news week. Uh, yeah, it's the... um, I've got one other piece. P-Dubs will probably steal that one. But... You're going next. You're going next. Yeah, so it's fine. Mr. D, you go for it. Um, yeah, so you, basically you're getting 15 months to the price of 12. Um They've already, obviously last year they did some ridiculous promotions, didn't they? I think, was it buy three days and get the rest of the year free? Yeah. Or two days or something? You know, they've done some really good pricing recently. So this obviously isn't as good as that, but you're basically getting a, you know, a 15-month ticket for the price of a 12. It's pretty good, isn't so, it? Pretty I, good I, deal. I think so. I think so. Especially yeah. for, like, if you can go twice, you know, if that, if that, tips the scales and allows you to go twice then it makes more sense it, it, twice within a year is what i mean yeah. I, they're just so they're so reasonable um 
you know, in comparison to what you'd pay at Disney. So uh, the cheapest ticket at the moment is $304.99 plus. Obviously, these are all plus uh, tax. Um, so, you know, that that's... I mean, even from the UK, I think that... I think the cheapest ticket you can get in the UK is about 250 quid. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of difference. No, no. So just in case you want to... <laughs> if you can make it out once, you can try and make it out quickly a second time. Although 15 months, you know, that's that's almost, uh, you know, summer 2022, right? So you might be able to get yeah. out more easily by then. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the... That's the um, baseline ticket, then three five four, three nine four, and five five nine for the ultimate pass. Um, so yeah, I think that's good. I didn't realise actually, just looking at this, if you go for the uh, the premier pass, which is the most expensive at five five nine, uh, you get Universal Express after four. Which I mean, to be honest, after four o'clock, you probably you probably don't even don't need, need it, it, do you? Yeah, no one thinks so. <laughs> Um, and you also get a free Halloween Horror Night ticket. Yeah. Hmm. Only one that's night, but still, it's yeah. not bad, is it? Take no, that's what or something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, so you know, if you are in the market for, uh, you know, if your pass is coming up for renewal, or if you are, you know, somebody from the UK that is looking to go out for an extended period of time, um, later this year when hopefully things are more back to normal. Then you know it might be worth looking at uh, one of those pass passes. I'm because... due for renewal next month, so yeah, I don't know when mine. Oof. I tried to renew it because I thought it was it was meant to run out just before Christmas with right. the extension that they originally gave us. But when I went to do it, it was like, oh, it's not due until February, so you don't need to do it now. I've and now it's extended and... it in the app as well. Now I've done that. Right, I've got to try and figure out what's going on with mine because I obviously bought mine on the last day that we were there. Mm. But it's never been used. So I don't know if it started or not because it's it was supposed to be it doesn't start until you, you go into a park, right? But yeah. I don't know. You know, either I lost 200 and actually no, I didn't even lose that much. I think it cost me about $80 or something or $50 to Yeah, mine was mine was something ridiculous like 30 quid. Yeah, it wasn't much. So well, never mind. We'll see. Um, yeah. So, Mister D, what did you have for us? Well, the only other thing I had was um, was just wand wand news. Peter Pettigrew's wand is now for sale for fifty five bucks. If you want to buy it. Wow. Well, just when I New thought there was wand. no more uh, wands for them to yeah, I know to sell. <laughs> hey, we That's why I thought I'd mentioned it. Yeah, we were looking the other day because we're we're going to get the interactive ones, and we were like, I'm sure they only do like Harry, Ron, and Hermione's. And the elder wand, or something, and we looked, and they literally do everybody's now. Everybody's, yeah, it's crazy. Fifty-five dollars. Is it only available as an interactive one, or? Um, I would imagine the the normal version was already available. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would I imagine know. that's just the addition of the interactive wand. I've mm. never seen it. I've never what, seen the wand. It. Um. I meant piece of Pettigrew's wand, yeah, like the standard one. But then, to be honest, because there's so many, it's very easy. You know, it could be that I just never saw it. I never know. I'm sure it. it must have been released. Like they must have done a special edition Marauders set at some point. 
with the four of them in. I know. I mean, I, I know years ago my wife got Bellatrix. Yeah. And I th- I'm sure my daughter got Lunas. She's a big Luna fan. Um, mm. But you know, like when you go in the shop, I mean, I think we bought both of those from King's Cross. Like the actual King's Cross rather than the uh, the Orlando King's Cross. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they just do so many of the characters that I, I don't know. I know they, they, yeah, they did Francis a set. Beast ones, didn't they, as well? Yeah, they did a set. Right. That came on the Marauders map. Oh. So I would assume they did sell them separately as well. Not necessarily, because no. sometimes, you know, they, they sell them like that as an incentive for you to buy the overpriced yeah. set, don't they? So. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um, there's There's a little bit of news about Epic Universe. Just some patents and 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 stuff like that. Um, I feel it's too early to talk about it. Really, like I've, I honestly think until construction starts again on it, mm-hmm. it's all a bit presumptive, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, you know, from the patents release, and this is from the Orlando Business Journal. There's definitely, um, as we assumed. Uh, a house trainer dragon attraction in the works. Mm. So, which will be, I, I'm guessing, very similar to Flight of Passage. That's what it looks like. It, it kind of looks like um, one of those old motorbike games you get in the arcades. Yeah. Like you hang on and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to kind of turn into one of those. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just. I'm just, I, I want it. I, I just want them to start working it again so much. I was really looking forward to to, to it opening. So it does bum me out that it's it's kind of stalled. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully things will pick back up again at some point. There, there was rumours of um, a Zelda ride going in Twilight of Adventure over the last few weeks as well. I just don't see it. Mm. Like I don't see. Why would you just put in a Nintendo ride? Yeah, but I think that's in addition to the Mario stuff that would go in the studios. It sounds like they would replace Lost Continent with with like a Zelda area. Yeah, but... Is Zelda current enough, though? Oh. There's a new game yeah. every couple of years at the yeah. moment. My daughter... I mean, she, um, the Zelda she got was actually a remake, I think, of a Game Boy game. They'd, they'd redone for the Switch. Um, she absolutely loved it. She's too young for the, the main new Zelda games um, because they are just so kind of like big and expensive and, and everything. But um, yeah, it's it's surprising. It's it's a little bit like me, Mr. When, when they were talking about Nintendo originally, it was like, who cares about Mario? Well, mm. uh, millions of people still care about Lots Mario. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I don't, you know, it kind of works with Harry Potter. I mean, I suppose it could work with Nintendo, but Harry Potter works because you've got the train that goes between the two, yeah. and you've got you know two you know reasons for different lands. For me, I just think Nintendo should just be one big encompassing thing. Um, I don't want it split between parks. Ooh. That is, I, I mean, and, and that's why Epic Universe needs to restart and and sharpish because that is what needs to be the anchor of that park is Nintendo. 
because have you have you guys seen the video from the yeah. creator of Mario? Yeah. Oh, man. It just looks so good, doesn't it? I just want to wait in the restaurant. Good, the restaurant looks ridiculous. Everything. Mm. I mean, I know Japan do stuff differently yeah. and, and better when it comes to stuff like that, but do you know what I mean? It just looks so well designed and thought out and yeah, it it looks great and I really wanna I really wanna see it. I'm looking forward to seeing Hollywood's come up out of the ground now. Yeah. The I mean the the worry I've got is are we gonna get like another Harry Potter where it's just gonna be a really condensed yeah. version of what Japan have got. But even that so, is still the killer that Japan's got the 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 best wizarding world. I've not seen the Japan wizarding. They've world, got actually. they've got the black lake. Oh man! In front of the castle and everything. Oh Japan, and they've still got jaws. And they're allowed to use the Dementors as well. Mm. Wow. Which <laughs> Florida isn't. We'll get there one day, P Dubs. Coming next Hopefully. year, Japan after dark. <laughs> it's about time. Um, so that's that's pretty much all I had for news. P Dubs, was there anything else that you you picked up on? I was just going to bring up, and we we've discussed it amongst us that there seems to be a lot of advertising here in the UK for for Universal at the moment. It seems every time I turn on a terrestrial TV channel, there's an advert for Universal on it. <laughs> So I've not seen I've not seen any of this stuff probably because most of the things that I watch don't have adverts. Yeah. So what what are we getting? It's literally it's it's another just discussing the the fact that parks are open that they're looking forward to welcoming people back. Um, but really it's it, it's advertising a deal as well. Um, I've seen both uh, Virgin. The same advert for both companies, Virgin and Ocean, um, have been part of it. Um, and then it gives you a brief glimpse of the Velocicoaster, the 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 animatic version they've done um, that they've been showing off um, as part of it. Kind of what we've got, the, the excitement we've already got and what's to come. Um, but it just seems a lot of advertising for a place that we can't actually go to. At the moment. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that sucks, right? We know some of our listeners have already booked to go later this year. Yeah. And we've talked about it on here as well, and fair play. I just can't do it. I wasn't... The weird thing is, like, last year, when we all had to cancel our holidays at slightly different times, I was probably the least bummed out of everyone. Not because I didn't want to go. I was really looking forward to it. But... I think for so long in my head, I knew it was so unlikely to happen that if it did happen, that was great, but I was expecting it not to. So the disappointment didn't really affect me as much as it did other people. But this year, I just can't bring myself to book it unless I know it's happening. Well, I just don't want to. I just don't want to book it while it's in its current situation, really. It's not the same holiday. No, and it's 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 twofold the problems because number one, this vaccine that they're rolling out in the UK now, you know, very confidently we just got told we'll all have been offered one by autumn. Mm-hmm. Great, <laughs> that's that's quite far away. Um, 
and and then the other thing is America. Because yes, they're rolling out a vaccine, but they've got a shitload more people to vaccinate than we have here. Yeah. So, you know, how is that going? What are the stocks like? You know, what's their projection of, of when everyone is gonna be vaccinated? I don't even mind because I think because of the length of time that I I myself go, I'm not that bothered about the mask situation. It doesn't bother me either. No, but I'm only going for a weekend. So my my holiday is quite cheap. Do you know what I mean? But when you guys are looking at proper trips that are costing money, then you want you want the full experience. I I get a weekend experience. So whatever I get I'm happy with. But I can certainly see why people are, are you know, a bit reluctant to be having a big budget holiday and, and not getting everything and we're not going to talk about the disney side of things because obviously we've got another podcast for that um but yeah i I just and that bums me out to be honest now more because last year i had something to look forward to that i knew wasn't going to happen but i i had that kind of you know thought it you know it may or not may not but i had something to kind of like look towards this year i've got i've got literally nothing to look forward to because I can't bring myself to book anything. So I don't know. Yeah. So I've we're we're going this year, um, as long as we're allowed to. Obviously, <laughs> Paul's going to be a rule breaker. Screw the government, <laughs> going anyway. But I've kind of got to that point now. Having my last two trips been to Florida, I've kind of got to that point where I'm gone. Do you know what? Let's just get Florida done now. If we can't enjoy it, to it's full potential then we can move on to the next one in a couple of years somewhere else yeah um and i've kind of got to that point where i'm like if we don't get a full experience we don't um because i'm going to take that experience and get it somewhere else in a in a couple of years i know a lot of people this will be their one and done and they want that full experience but for me it's it's never going to be i'm going to continue keep going to these parks over the years no matter what um, so if I don't get a full experience, if I have to enjoy a different kind of holiday, if it means spending more time in a villa and just enjoying the sun instead of being in the cold and wet here, as it is at the moment, um, then so be it. Um, shortened hours, losing extra magic hours and stuff like that doesn't bother me. Um, and yeah, just just enjoying Florida as a whole this time rather than just diving everywhere if I have to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I do get it. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to leave it till springtime for Hitler in Germany. No, I'm going to leave it towards the spring before, you know, making any kind of firm decisions about what I might or might not do. So I'm not, I, you know, I've not even ruled out that I might not go for a weekend this year. But it's just too early for me to start really thinking about it and I, look i know it's to my decrement because if i was i'd be getting much cheaper flights now uh probably cheaper hotel stays as well by booking it this early but yeah i just, I just can't can't my motivate myself at the moment but we'll see um right so i think i think that's pretty much it for news um oh by the way if you want to see those adverts all four yep it was all four that i've all seen four. Mainly on. 
Um, yeah. ITV Hub as well, I believe, are being yeah, shown at. Probably. I hate both those services. We've I've talked to you about it before. I hate yeah, I was only I was only watching all four because there was a show that I wanted to watch that was on it. Um, if it had been something that was available elsewhere, I would have watched it elsewhere, but it wasn't. So, yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. Um, right. So, let's have a look at the uh, the next round. Uh, is that right? How many have we got? We did the first. We did the first four. Yeah. First four attractions. Okay. Right. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Right. So. Um. Yeah. First four. Right. So. We've got, to, we've got to thank Simon Isbell for this. So, we gave Craig... I know this sounds like a, a, a bashing Craig episode. Um, and that's, frankly, because it is. Because he had one job. Yeah. One job. A and job that we started about a year ago. It feels like it. It isn't, because this show isn't even a year old. No, it's not. Not but, quite. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's it was from the first show. <laughs> it was from the first show. And, you know, some, some episode of this or whatever, but hey. Um, so, so Craig, I don't know what Craig's done. I, I, I mean, I never know what Craig's doing anyway, but any, you know. So Simon Isbell jumped in with uh, the scores and results and we've now got, you know, our next round. So we're going to do the first four on this show and then we'll do uh, the, the last four on, on the next episode. So you've got that to look forward to. So, the first... Oh, this is horrible. Mm. This is horrible. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> this is a nasty out. one to come out first, Oof. isn't it? It is. Absolutely horrible. Right, so... The first the one... one. The first one we've got is... Gringotts versus Spider-Man. Gringotts versus Spider-Man. Uh, who wants to go first? I'm happy to go first. Go for it. Brave man. Yeah, I know I am. But uh, as I said, my my original reasonings um, when we first put these ones through, uh, Gringotts, I still think, is not the best Harry Potter ride that I've made. I still think Forbidden Journey is. Um, I enjoy Gringotts, but I don't think it's the greatest attraction it doesn't warrant some of the wait times that it gets it breaks down quite a lot still um from what i can tell um whereas spider-man after 20 odd years is still going strong um still a great attraction i still love the storyline um the ride has obviously been ripped off by universal themselves for transformers so that shows you what a good um ride system it is so for me it ended up being fairly easy it's spider-man fair enough mr d it is a tough one because i mean spider-man is is a great attraction and we, we have updated it and put in the sort of high definition video hd video whatever um i do love it like, Gringotts is, is also a great ride, though. It's, 
remember the first time I wrote it, I thought, I thought, oh, fantastic theme. And, and, and then when it was done, I thought, was that it? It's, it's pretty short. But then when I wrote it again, I've read it, read it a few, quite a few times now, I think you appreciate it more and more. There's lots of nice little touches, nice little uh, kind of nods to the films. Um, it, is, it is a very good ride. Yeah. Tough one, tough one. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm going to side with P Dabs on this. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go Spider Man just because, you know, if, if if anybody goes to Universal that hasn't been before, I always tell them make sure you ride Spider Man. It's like a, an absolute must do. Uh, so I'm going to go. Yeah, I'll go Spider Man. There we go. Bit of a long winded. There. I think we've lost Nick. Here we have, yeah. No, it's all right. I'm talking to myself. I muted myself. <laughs> so I didn't interrupt and then wondered why no one was, was listening to me. Uh, not that I was saying anything intelligent. Don't worry. Didn't miss out like that. Um, I just started talking about Ryan's because we got, we got Craig, Ryan, and uh, Sinead to vote by proxy. So mm-hmm. Ryan says, Spider-Man has to take the victory for me. It was a surprisingly difficult decision, but Spidey's my favourite Marvel character and that ride is just incredible, even if the queue is a bit dated. Gringotts is great, but I think Spidey actually works better, which is nuts considering how old the core system is. So that's another one for Spidey. Um, Sinead went for Gringotts. But the reason being that because she didn't get to do Spider-Man when she was there. Right. So she's got nothing really to compare it against. So fair enough. Um, Craig says, um, such a hard choice, but both rides deserve to be in the final. My first love is Spider-Man, but dare I say the queue is tired, worn and dirty. Gringotts is a masterpiece from when you walk through the doors of the bank to when Voldemort burps fire. So Gringotts gets my vote. So uh, if I tally that up, that is 3-2 at the moment. Oof. Mm-hmm. All comes down to me. The you twat. So, um, this this is a, is a tough one for pretty much the same reasons everyone else has said. If you were going on a full experience, I'd probably lean towards Gringotts. Because I think you know, so, you know, the the outside is incredible. Then you go into the bank, and it's like the film. You have got that very amazing chandelier. Then you get that stupid bit where they try and get you to take your picture, which I've never ever done. Then you get in the lift, and that's really well done. Um, and then you know you got to queue up for a bit for the ride, and you go on there. I think the ride itself is good. But I don't think it's great. I enjoy it, and it it does it doesn't leave me as green as Forbidden Journey does. But I don't think it's as good a, an attraction as Forbidden Journey. Spider Man is is just the best. You know, it's one of my favourite rides, if not my favourite. Well, it's tough. It, it's 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 one of, at least one of my favourite rides at, at Universal. I agree that the the queue is all dated. The thing that I love but also hate in equal measure is the ride itself is based on the 90s animated series which finished the previous year 
running new episodes. So mm. by the time the attraction opened, the cartoon had already finished that this was based on. But the ride footage, both the original and the, the kind of remastered one, were not based on the cartoon. It was very strange. Um, they could really do something with that queue. Yeah. I think it needs gutting. Um, but the attraction itself is, you know, pun intended, amazing. Um, even though it's, it's what, 22, 21 years old now, 21 years old. Um, just just still absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, it won awards for a long time um, and is still at the top of, you know, many people's charts for best attractions in Orlando. So, yeah, it's a tight one, but Spidey mm. gets it. Spidey gets it for me. Yeah. Um, so that's four to two. So, ooh. Close, but it won. So the next one is Hogwarts Express versus Skull Island. Mm. P Dubs, what do you think? So this is probably more difficult than the previous one for me. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the show portion of King Kong. Um, I think it's a badly rehashed version of the one in Hollywood, um, which was made for a studio tour, not a full attraction. Saying that, the ride vehicles are great. I love the ride vehicles on Kong. Um, I love the queue. I think the queue's fantastic. But the experience of Hogwarts Express is something different to anything we've seen before. Um, I like the fact that it travels between the two parks. Um, I think it's very clever the way they've um, fitted the screens. The screens work very well on the train. Um, the only letdown for me is the voice work. Um, the fact that it's not the original cast members or people that actually sound like the original cast members, other than obviously Ron. The other two don't sound anything like them. I love the experience of seeing the train in the station. Um it is very tough, but I think I'm going to go with Hogwarts Express. Okay. Mr. D? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is um, about harder than you would think, because, I mean, Hogwarts Express as a raid, you know, it's not a thrill raid. It's, it's basically a mechanism of getting you from one part to the next, a clever mechanism of doing it, and it stays within the, the theme, and so it's... It's great from that point of view. Um, yeah, so one one is all about the theming. Um, the other one is 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 more of a ride, you know. And again, it's well themed. You know, the animatronic of the old woman in the queue is amazing. The animatronic of Kong at the end is 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 pretty amazing. It's another one where the first time I rode it, I, I wasn't that overwhelmed. I thought, yeah, it's pretty good, but. As I've ridden it a few times now, I appreciate it more and more. Um, ooh, yeah, this one is a is a toughie. Um, I'm gonna go with Kong, just because it's got more of the sort of adrenaline factor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, Craig says. No contest. While initially the Express was a wonderful experience, now there's screen burning places and in true 
be our fashion. The coaches are dirty and banky. It's British Rail. Uh, Kong is a 3D masterpiece. The queue is genuinely brilliant and sets the ride up perfectly. So it's it's a long for me. I, I, I think he means Kong. For damn predicted text. Um, Sinead has gone with Skull Island. So that's uh, that's two there for Kong. And what has Ryan said? Um, Ryan says, I like Skull Island, but I think the overall experience of the Hogwarts Express means that takes the win for me. I was so impressed with the entire system and it really does feel like you're getting the Hogwarts Express. Still dislike the fact the train goes backwards though. Kong, start and end are great, but the middle is just a classic screen ride. So he's gone for Hogwarts. So let me do the scores there. So um, it was another two for Kong. Ryan went for Hogwarts again. We got a very tight one and it's left down to me. Ugh. So I think... I think the experience of Hogwarts is great. You know, they've they've replicated the train station really well to anyone that's been there. You know, they've done a really good job of making it look realistic. Um, as as Peter said, you know, watching the train pull in is really impressive. Not quite so much from King's Cross because it comes in backwards, but you know, certainly from the Hogsmeade area, it's really impressive. Um, it's it's good and it's fun. Um, but it's it's not something that I would necessarily do on on every trip. I, I I'd do it if I if I had the time to, but I, I wouldn't necessarily choose to. Kong was the the first Universal attraction I ever saw as a kid. Was one that I was desperate to go on. Never got to go on Confrontation. So when they announced they were doing a new King Kong attraction, I was very excited, and um. I, I can't say I wasn't disappointed in some ways because obviously this is a screen-based attraction and everything like that. But I think uh, the ride vehicles are great. I think the queue is great, especially they've got an actor in there doing the scares. The animatronics, both of the ones you mentioned, Mr. D, I think are both really good. And I think the 3D works really, really well, especially um, in those sections when you're kind of like paused at the jungle mm. because the 3d makes it look like it is far you know it goes a lot further back than it actually does yeah. and obviously that's the point of 3d but we're used to 3d with things coming out at your face which it does have that in this ride as well but they've just you know designed it so well that you know the backgrounds go really far back and it yeah. makes you feel really immersed in what you're watching i think it's really really well done um so banana breath gets it um, four to two again so there you go but this is a tough night this is a tough night so the next round we've got Jurassic Park River Adventure versus the Horror Makeup Show could you get two things that are less like each other than these two I don't know yeah, um, I'm going to go first um It's tough. I really, I really like both of these. Um, Jurassic Park can be very hit and miss in regards to um, 
you know, sometimes the animatronics are great and they've been well looked after. Other times you kind of go around and think, oh yeah, they need to do some repair work here. Um, obviously the, the drop is, you know, very, very thrilling. Um, I've never managed myself to get wet on Jurassic Park. I know a lot of people do. So I've been quite fortunate in that way. The, the wettest I've got is sitting on a seat that's already been covered in water. If anybody has seen the picture of me, Craig and Todd, shout out to Todd once more, um, from our trip in 2019, me and Craig are rather wet from Jurassic Park in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> and not from Todd. Which, no, which not good. from Todd. Um, for a change. For a change. Um, yeah, so it's... So it's it's a good attraction. On the other hand, the horror makeup show, yes, it's a show. And it's the last opening day attra- attraction they've got left. Um, the show hasn't changed that much over the years. But at the same time, it feels different every time you watch it because it's mainly improv. Or it's it's not mainly improv, but obviously a lot of improv is used in it. So depending on the dynamic between the two hosts of the horror makeup show that day, you know, you will see the same format of the show and you'll hit some of the same beats, but there'll be a lot that will be different in between shows. And, you know, some of the combinations are, well, all of the combinations are great. Some are are just a bit better than others, but it's always good. Plus the other thing that's so great about the horror makeup show is it's air conditioned. Yeah. And when it's bloody hot and you just want to cool off somewhere, you can go in there, and unlike the equivalent to this experience in Disney World, which is Carousel of Progress, I never want to fall asleep during the horror makeup show. So it's for true. me, for me, I am going to. And it's it's tough, but I'm going to go for horror makeup show. All right, Peter, if you want to go next, yeah. Um... Well, this should be difficult because I absolutely love both of them. Uh, I have seen the horror makeup show a few times now, and it's always great. The last time we saw it when we went a couple of years ago, brilliant pairing. Um, some of the guys in that show have been there for, for years and, and know it inside out. Um, and we'll always go and see it. It's, it's not something that, I will miss. I will definitely go in and see it no matter what. But for me, Jurassic Park will always be up there as a favourite of mine. Um, I love the nostalgia of the film. I love the atmosphere. Um, The animatronics, as you say, sometimes aren't working great. But for me, are still among the best that have ever been made. Um, I love the fact that you hear the music, that you go through that gate. Mm -hmm. uh, And I like the fact that it lulls you into thinking that, oh, this is a, a nice sedate river adventure. Um, and then you get that that thrill at the end. Um, I always love going up to the top for the drop. I love the animatronics that are in the, in the, in the drop tower. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's Jurassic Park. Before, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the others first before coming back to Mr. D. But before I do... See, the other thing that's always bothered me about Jurassic Park, and I've never mentioned this before, I don't think, but there's no river adventure in Jurassic Park. There is in the book, though. 
Yeah, but a lot of people haven't read the book. No. And I have read the book, but not since 1994. So. And, and that was their whole reasoning behind it. If, if you watch right. any of the history videos, they did originally want to do a Jeep adventure. Um, right. And they turned around and went, yeah, but that's relying on the, on the film too much. Is there something else we can do? And they went to the book and that's what they pulled from it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I haven't read that book since I, I read it the, the summer after or, or a few months after I saw Jurassic Park and was quite shocked at <laughs> how different the book was. Because yeah. that was, I should not have been reading that at 10. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I should not have been reading that book at 10. Um, okay, so Craig says um, Jurassic Park is tired. The dinosaurs are faded and need replacing. I've seen the full T Rex with a bag on its head. T-Rex to no T-Rex. I mean, I, you would be unfortunate if you saw that, right? And that would definitely change your, your opinion of it in, in yeah. at that time. But, you know, you can't... Use it's like everybody's use. experience of um, the three Caballeros at the moment at Epcot. Yes, yes. <laughs> Where every day, literally one of them has broken and is either laying on the floor or not in its head or, or just completely missing at the moment and replaced by plants. Yeah. Um, he says, don't get me wrong, I still adore the ride and I have uh, so many happy memories, but it has to be horror makeup show. Uh, opening day attraction that is basically unchanged for many a year, but the tight comic timing of the host bring a different experience every single time. From tears of laughter to tears of sadness, this experience has had it all. So it's horror makeup show for me. Um, I, I, I don't know why I'd cry at it, but it is Craig. So um, Sinead has also gone for the horror makeup show. She says, obviously. Um, Ryan now goes for Jurassic Park uh, I don't go on either of these attractions as much as I should but the T-Rex and Rapture part of the attraction alongside first entering the gates makes more than makes up for the early ropey animatronics so Mr. D mm -hmm. comes down to you okay um, this one for me is, is relatively easy I think um, they're, both, they're both good I love Jurassic the Jurassic Park movies um, there are things about Jurassic Park River Adventure that I really like, um, but it, it is tired. It, it does need a proper overhaul. Still love the T-Rex at the end. That's awesome. Um, but most of the dinosaurs in between, you know, they're, they, they just need a massive upgrade. Um, but Halloween Horror Makeup Show is just a it's just a great show and and although it is the same effectively the same show every time it is different because the comedians are slightly different or the the, the actors are slightly different but then also the audience is different so you get a different reaction every time and the people that they bring up on the stage are different every time and and that's really what you're laughing at you really are laughing at the audience reaction as much as the jokes that you've heard you know 20 times or however many times you've been on it so for me, you know, I got to give it to the uh, the horror makeup show. It's it's so funny, isn't it? Because when you when you think about the amount of shows that we've had in the parks over the years, so um, you know, Universal we had Sinbad, didn't we? Um, and at Disney World we had things like Indiana Jones and uh, Lights, Motors, Action, and stuff like that, and even to a lesser extent things like Muppet Vision. And mm. um, uh, Philomagic, although yeah. they're not 
you know they're not shows in the same way that you know, films but whatever the point is is there attractions that i might go once every few trips but a horror makeup show i can't remember the time that i've been to universal and not done it at least once and that show doesn't change very much like i think the first time the first time i watched it they it was before uh the wolfman film had come out so the second time we went in 2010 i think they just added the wolfman bit into the show and i think that's the last edition right. i don't think oh they, they, is there a bit about the mummy in it now the tom cruise mummy uh well they might show some clips or something maybe just a clip yeah yeah because I mean, they've, they've updated the clips in yeah. the time that i've gone yeah uh, but I think that's it. So I think I, I'd gone after they'd added the Wolfman piece, I think. Yeah, just the clips have been updated since, since we've been gone. But even though it's not been updated, it still is really enjoyable. And I think that's that speaks a lot, that mm-hmm. people are willing to go uh, that frequently to see something that they've seen many times before, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the last one we've got is uh, E.T. versus Rip Ride Rocket. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to everyone else first. So, uh, Ryan, this is going to come as no surprise, says Rip Ride Rocket. Everyone knows my opinions on E.T. The queue is amazing, but then the joy ends. <laughs> Close the whole area and put Nintendo in it already. Um... Sinead has gone for E.T. Craig. The hardest vote so far. So many happy family memories from 2019 alone, either with my family and the photo opportunity at the end or with Nick at HHN. So much fun. Rip Ride Rocket, terrified start, then wet fart for the remainder. (laughs) However, listen to our Grace Loser shit when she wrote it. Will live with me forever. It's... A flawed but iconic weenie of an attraction. I may never ride it again due to age, etc., etc., etc. So it's ET for me. So um, that is two for ET so far, and one for Rip Ride Rocket. So, P Dubs, what are you going for? It's a fairly easy one for me. I've done Rip Ride Rocket once. Completely agree with Craig. Other than that opening launch or climb, should I say, um, it's just a basic roller coaster. Nothing extraordinary about it. Um, for me, it's the nostalgia of ET. It's a, it's the one opening day attraction still left. Um, rather than the horror. Maker, well, so. yeah. Other than that, but if you <laughs> if you're looking for a proper out and out yeah, yeah, yeah. ride attraction. Um, it's the last one left. Um, it's still a connection to old school 1980s Universal, which is basically gone now from the theme parks with the loss of the likes of Back to the Future and Jaws. Um, that will always be Universal's soft spot for me, will be the 1980s. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to see it go. I, I love the ride vehicle. I still think that's really clever. Um, I love the fact that E.T. says your name. Or whatever Hello. name that you give. Hello, doodle head. <laughs> Hello, funny. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, and I I still love the fact that you can give them funny names and he'll read some of them. Um, so yeah, for me, it's ET all the way. Fair days, uh, Mister D. So. I found them remarkably similar when I was thinking about them, and you may think, "What?" Because they're nothing—they're nothing alike, really. But the, in, your, the, in terms the, of enjoyment, <laughs> well, yeah, in terms of enjoyment, that's exactly right. Because both of them are really like the beginning of them. That's that's what I find in common. So, ET, the queue is just awesome. I love that queue. It's really atmospheric. You know, you got the pine smell and the the you know the things chirping in the dark. Um, and then I really like the beginning scenes from the film when you're on the bike and the cop cars are coming in and trying to trying to trap you. And then it all goes a bit acid. Then when you when you go to ET's planet, I mean, what was that all about? You know, yeah. it just is. They shouldn't off have got. His head. They shouldn't have got Steven Spielberg to design it when he was in his meth stage, should they? Uh, no, I think that was definitely a mistake. Um, so the second half of it is is just kind of all over the place. It's still quite fun. I mean, it's a dark ride. It's still quite fun. But I'd love to see them redo redo the attraction and keep the original movie scenes. Maybe just update them a little bit, but but keep them. But then the second half does something different with that ET planet thing. I mean, keep the story if you want, but just make it. I don't know something that's just less psychedelic. And then uh, Rip Ride Rocket, I mean, the, the climb and then for the first drop was fantastic. And then after that, it's okay, but considering how much real estate it takes up in the park and how it, it cuts up the theming, um, you know, it's, it's just a shame that it isn't a better second half. Uh, I will say, though, that we did try it on, in the dark fairly recently i think it was when we went to halloween horror nights with you guys when we went back on our own mm. we rode it in the dark the first time i'd ever ridden it in the dark and it is different and good in the dark and the view from up there is amazing so kind of all in all what does all that mean i'm, I'm gonna stick with et because i'm like p dabs you know i really appreciate what it is and what it you know what it stands for and i'd like to see it stay um you know, it would be a real a real shame if that disappeared from from the park. So I'm going to go ET. Yeah, it's um, it's a toughie because I remember when when we was there on honeymoon, Rip Ride Rocket was just opening. It had opened, I think, about a month before, but then was prone to shutdowns. So I think the entire time we were there, it was closed, and I was determined to go on it, even though I didn't want to. And then I never went on it when I went back uh, until I was like, Craig, we need to do this attraction. I need to get it out of my system. And the first year me and him did Halloween Horror Nights together, he said, no, he's not doing it. But this time when we were all there together, he said, no, we're going to do it now. So we did. And that initial climb absolutely scared the shit out of me because I did not feel secure in my seat. That was a scary thing. It's horrible not being able to see what's around you because you're yeah. just you're literally looking straight up and that's it. It's awful, absolutely awful. So the, the the fact that, as you said, the view you get and not feeling secure in my seat, even though I was listening to NERD's Rockstar, 
it was not making the experience any better. And I tell you what, I don't like other again other than what you've already mentioned. But I remember the concept for it, and when we were building it, and you go through the old Twister building, and I was kind of hoping that there'd be something to see. Ooh. I don't know what I was expecting, but I thought there might be something. You know, but you basically crash through an empty building. Yeah, it's literally because they'd run out of room. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was a shame that you didn't kind of, you know, they, they didn't leave something there. So as you kind of fly through it, they, you know, there wasn't something there to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, after that initial drop and then the second kind of um, hump just afterwards, it, it's just so generic. So generic. Um, so it's it's going to be E.T., even though the second half of that attraction is bloody awful. It is the absolute pits, but everything leading up to it is just so joyous. You know, it is my favourite queue in Universal that's mm. not Harry Potter themed. Um, I like the ride vehicles, then they're quite fun, and I love everything until you get to ET's planet, and then it gets a bit shit. But, you know, it's, it's an opening day, it's a Spielberg, it's a proper Universal film. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed if they didn't do something with it. I don't know what they could possibly do with it, to be honest. Um, except maybe extend it all so you see the rest of the film rather than go to ET's home planet. But yeah, I, I, I just, I, I enjoy it too much. So, yep. Yeah, even though it's not the best ride, ET wins it, and it's the most convincing win of mm. of that round, which is quite, which is quite something. So. Yeah. There you go. So the next round, we've got um, Men in Black versus Jimmy Fallon. Uh, we've got Simpsons versus Forbidden Journey. We've got Hulk versus Ripsaw Falls. And we've got Hagrid's versus The Mummy. Oof. Forbidden, Forbidden Journey versus The Simpsons. That's Battle of the Spews, I think. I think you're right there. The, the green. That's the green category. Mm, the green team. Um, so that will be the next episode of this show. So... Um, just prepare yourselves for that one um, and you know let us know if um, if we've made the right choices based on that you know let us know on Facebook or Twitter if you agree with um, with our findings but it's tough because we've made our decisions so never mind um, P-dubs yeah. where are we going? we are going to Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort wow baby so this is quite good because both of you have, have stayed there. I haven't, but you guys have. Um, but I have I have looked into it quite a lot when it when it first opened and when we were looking at where we were gonna stay when we went on our trip. So I do know a little bit about it. Um so it's it's tagline on the the website is retro fun for everyone. Enjoy vibrant retro style with rooms and suites brilliantly designed for fun and affordability. Relax with a splash surrounded by amazing iconic architecture inspired by the classic Florida beach resorts of the 1950s and 60s. Sample a variety of options in the incredible food court. Every day comes with fun for all ages with two massive pools, a winding river, a bowling alley and more. Plus you'll be enjoying the exclusive benefits of staying in Universal. So... This is one of the hotels that has got two types of rooms. Um, it's got its standard rooms, um, while also adding pool views and, and theme park views. 
Um, but it also has the family suites, which are 430 square feet of living areas, um, which sleep up to six people with two queen beds and a pull-out sofa. So that's a really good option if you've got a bigger bigger family. I know we've we've looked at those suites when we've we've been going in our groups previously um, as an option if there'd been more than like four of us going together. Um, so it is a really good option. Um, for those with a with a bigger family um, that want to stay on property. Um, it has got a massive selection of places to eat and drink. Um, I've opened the menus for all of them um, because it's just ridiculous. Um, most of the menus haven't even got prices on them, so it's just a case of just running through what they do. So the, the first one, and I'm sure you guys have probably eaten there, is the, the Bayline Bay Diner. So yeah. try saying that when you've had too much to drink. So, so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Um, I didn't eat at the hotel. And the only drink I got at the hotel was some Starbucks. <laughs> oh, so this is going to be an eye-opener for you as well. Mm-hmm. Ish. Um, although I did get... Did I get a pizza? I think I might have got a pizza when I was there. Yeah. Replicating yeah, what happened last time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's what we did. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, I can't remember much other than Craig's King Kong dong <laughs> shit in the toilet. But there you go. Oh, won't, won't go down that story again. Dear God. So let let's start with breakfast, and this it does seem like it's a little bit different to what we we found at the the previous hotel that we looked at. Um, so you've got breakfast sandwiches, sandwiches and wraps, egg, bacon, cheese croissant with breakfast potatoes. Uh, ham and cheese croissant with breakfast potatoes and a flatbread wrap um, scrambled eggs, jalapeno jack cheese, peppers and tomatoes with breakfast potatoes and that says that is vegetarian hmm so, that's so really a, there's something for me to eat yeah <laughs> and there is further on as well um, so they've got a griddle that yeah. they do for breakfast they do a breakfast combo which is scrambled eggs, pork sausage bacon, Yukon gold breakfast potatoes and biscuit um, they also do kids scrambled eggs, pork sausage, and biscuit. Um, pancakes, jumbo milk, uh, buttermilk pancakes, maple syrup, and bacon. Or for kids, uh, kids chocolate chip pancakes with fruit toppings or chocolate topping, which is also vegetarian. Um, then waffles, and uh, in fact, the next couple are vegetarian as well. Waffles. So donkeys in the in the kitchen making your breakfast. Um, Belgian waffles, maple syrup and strawberries or kids waffles with maple syrup and strawberries then French toast with fruit topping and bacon or kids French toast with fruit or chocolate topping and they were both vegetarian and then you can also create your own omelette with the options of onions, tomatoes, baby spinach mushroom, ham, peppers cheddar cheese, bacon, pepper jack cheese or American cheese now I'm going to just pause you right there for a second because I I've got another confession to make, <laughs> and that is I don't even like the Foo Fighters. I don't even know why I did that. Right, so I have never ever had French toast. I don't think I have either. Haven't you? Bloody no. hell! Right, in the morning, I'm making French toast and waffles. Right. Um, I'll make you French toast. I make good French toast. It, French toast. Is that what we'd also know as eggy bread? Yeah. I mean, I've not yeah, had that either. Is. I've not had that either. So it's not, 
still doesn't make this any better for me but that's essentially what it is okay it is and you can do all the things to it but essentially it is it's it's it's, i usually make it with egg a little bit of milk some salt and pepper and then soak the bread in it and then put it in the pan and then top it with fruit and bacon Uh, not fruit and bacon no because you're not mad No. no no okay I usually go down the savoury route. Yeah. Bit yeah. of bacon. Lovely. Go on, P-Dubs. So then they've got their bakery. And again, the bulk of this says it's vegetarian. Uh, buttery croissants, plain or whole grain. Uh, warm cinnamon rolls with sweet cream icing. Uh, I wouldn't buy that because I need 10 at once. Um, bagels, cinnamon raisin, plain whole grain with cream cheese and assorted donuts. Um, then fruit and yogurt, uh, fresh fruit salad, or yogurt parfait with granola, or, or then you can go with the sides, um, which are biscuit, oatmeal, turkey sausage, breakfast potatoes, scrambled eggs, biscuits with gravy, grits, bacon, or pork sausage. Um, but this menu, as I said, doesn't have any prices on it, unlike when we looked previously. Mm. Um, interestingly, um, it's got one moving... here that's got prices on it. So, French toast, seven ninety nine, seven dollars ninety nine, for example. Um, let's see, create your own omelette, nine dollars ten. The prices are pretty reasonable, really, and it's it's quite an extensive menu, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and sure. it's also good to know that, know that they also use cage free eggs now. If we break down what an egg is, does that just mean it's the yolk? Because surely the the out the shell of the egg would be the cage for the egg, no? <laughs> oh, tumbleweed! Tumbleweed! You're, you're thinking too much about this, Nick. You're thinking, you're overthinking this. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> or I'm just thinking, and that's yeah. the problem. That is the problem. Okay. Um, all right, Peter, do you want to go on to sandwiches? Yeah. Right, <laughs> so lunch and dinner sandwiches. We've got uh, all the sandwiches are served with your choice of house-made potato chips, pasta salad, or fresh fruit. So you've got a Cuban sandwich, which is ham, pork, turkey, Swiss cheese, pickles, and mustard on a hoagie roll. That's what we had. Well, that's what I had, sorry. That's what I had. Sounds good. The Cuban sandwich. And then couple of days later we went down in Miami and I'd read about this place. It was just like a little locals place in Old Havana and we had a Cuban sandwich there and oh my god they were completely different. <laughs> the one in uh in Miami was about about the size of a, a large dog, I think. And it was about four dollars. It was unbelievable. There's no way no way you could eat it. But the one in uh, Cabana Bay was, or the Bailena Diner was was good. It was, it was a nice sandwich, and it was, you know, it hit the spot. So then we've got roast turkey and provolone sandwich, which is served on focaccia bread with baby lettuce, tomato, and pesto mayonnaise. Whenever I see provolone, it all always makes me think of a yogurt. I don't know why. <laughs> Makes me think of Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Promo One Two? <laughs> oh, is that the one with the uh, the possibly impeached president in it? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that bloke from Good Morning Britain, Piers Morgan. <laughs> yeah. 
so then we have the ultimate grilled cheese sandwich, which is cheddar, Swiss, and Home Alone cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Spinach, tomatoes on multi-grain bread, and that's apparently vegetarian as well. Yeah, well, yeah. And then we've got an Asian chicken wrap with grilled chicken breast, Asian slaw, and fresh cilantro. Now, just to point out for our British listeners that may have never encountered this before, when they say cilantro, what that means is uh, coriander. Yeah. So it's obviously the most evil herb in the world. You know, for a long time, you know, people would tell you that the 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 worst the herb in the world was, you know, marijuana. No, it's it's that. It's it's Smoking absolutely. Cilantro. Oh God! Don't do it, kids. Don't 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 smoke cilantro. Then, I don't mind it, it's, but it's one of these things. It's definitely marmite. You know what? You either love I, it or hate it. As I've got older, I don't mind the taste as much. Mm. But Kerry hates it. Yeah, it. yeah. I I think I think sometimes as well. It depends on how much is put in. Yeah. I think a little goes a long, but like marmite, a little goes a long way. Sure. Um, yeah. so, so maybe it's that as well but yeah I, I don't hate as much as I used to but it is still it's still evil. Yeah. Um, so then these really there isn't a, a lot of description so we've got soup and salad soups are seasonal so you don't know what you're getting um, and the salads are of boxed varieties life is like a bowl of soup and bun salad <laughs> 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 then you got the sides, which we've already mentioned, of pasta salad, fresh fruit, and house-made potato chips. And the kids don't really have a lot of choice. Either the PB and J Uncrustables with apple slices and carrot sticks, or a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, and that kids. is that is their only choices. Um, so again, we've got. Pizza and pasta options, pretty much the same as we discussed previously. Um, classic cheese pizza, uh, pepperoni pizza, and a Mediterranean flatbread. Uh, dried tomato pesto, artichokes, olives, and feta cheese, topped with arugula salad, balsamic drizzle, and lemon cream. That sounds too much to have on a flatbread, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It almost sounds too much to have on a pizza, let alone a flatbread. Yeah. Um, then you've got chicken alfredo pasta, linguine pasta with alfredo sauce and roasted chicken breast, and spaghettis and meatballs. Um, sides, garlic bread sticks and mac and cheese. Kids have a little bit more choice this time, though. Mm. They have mac and cheese, spaghetti and meatballs, and a cheese pizza. What is alfredo? Is that mushroom? Um, not sure. I've had it, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Like all good foods. Yeah. I had it, can't tell you what it was. I know it's like a creamy sauce. Yeah. But I've never I've never had Alfredo. Um, I'm on the case. Okay. Alfred the Great. No, that can't be it. <laughs> Alfredo sauce. Here it is. Uh looks like it is a creamy sauce. Got parmesan in it. Parsley. Yeah. So, moving on, they also hang have... On, hang on, was that it? That was it, on that bit. No, 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 sorry, I meant... For oh, the Alfredo. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's there's more to it than that. Yeah, there's right. more to it than that. There's butter, cream, uh, clove of garlic... But it's, it's basically like... Parmesan, parsley. A, 
yes, it's basically like a like carbonari type of creamy yeah. Italian sauce. That's well, it. That's that's disappointing. Well, it might be more exciting than that. <laughs> Sorry, P Dubs. Don't worry. So they also have an international selection. Arriba. Uh, which actually looks quite nice. Um, mm. So you've got Brazilian beef carrasco, a marinated and grilled flat iron steak served with chimichurri sauce and choice of two sides. Um, an ahi tuna bowl, which is pan-seared tuna fillet, jasmine rice with hearts of palm and cilantro, tomato, coconut sauce and fennel apple slaw. Um, an Asian vegetable stir fry, vegetable mix, adame, garbanzo beans, broccoli, shiitake mushrooms in a light curry sauce, and a citrus and herb roasted half chicken. Um, so they're the, the four main options. Then you've got the sides of jasmine rice, black beans, tostones, seasonal vegetables, mashed potatoes, and curry masala cauliflower. And for Ooh. the chickens. Chicken drumstick and Brazilian beef carrasco. So a bit more options there. I, for a hotel restaurant, that's some pretty good food. Yeah. And I, I, when I say hotel restaurant, I mean a hotel restaurant, which is it's a value resort, right? We're not talking yeah, about, true. you know, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, we've got the the burger and grill options, and um, we've got the Cabana Bay burger. Beef patty topped with signature sauce, Swiss cheese, caramelized onions, mushrooms served with crisp lettuce and vine ripe tomatoes on a toasted bun. Uh, a cheeseburger, which is pretty much exactly the same. Um, just not got any onions on it by the look of it. Um, and swap the cheese out for American cheese. Um, the Beyond Burger, uh, plant based burger, crisp lettuce, tomato, onion on a toasted bun. Uh, five chicken breast tenders and an all beef hot dog. Sides of oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna say, like, I've not had it here. I think the hotels are the first places on property to get Beyond Burgers. Um, I, I, I now own a share in Beyond Meat because I love their food that much, and I will go to Costco and buy a box of burgers. Beyond Burgers are very good. Um, but the one thing I will say about all of these burgers, like even, even if, you know, because I'm not one of these people that's like aghast when there's a meat thing reference, so I can talk about all these products, right? But the one thing I've always hated about burgers, especially nowadays with burgers, is how much they stack them to the point where it's impossible to eat it like a burger. Yeah, yeah I don't like multi-burgers. I want one burger. I don't want like two or three skinny burgers making up my meal. But it's not that's even... just that's just a recipe for a burger skidding across the restaurant floor. That is. Oh my god! I had a I had a veggie burger once in in DLP when uh, that was the only vegetarian option they had anywhere, and it just kept sliding out the bun. There was just so much sauce and salad in it. It just kept falling out. It was awful. Um, but I also have a big problem with burgers that I can't fit in my mouth. Now, as you can tell, I don't have a particularly small mouth, right? I think we all know I'm a big mouth. But, you know, I, w- I want it to fit in there. And when you've got, like, that many toppings in a burger, you can't. You've got, you've got to, like, deconstruct it. You can't, you can't just pick it up and eat it like a burger. It's just, it's just a mess. 
anyway, that's my that's my only issue with burgers. Otherwise, I like them. So for the size, there's only two choices: crinkle cut fries and coleslaw. Um, and the kids' menu is pretty much just stuff off the adults' one chicken tenders, kids' burger, and a hot dog. Yeah. Um, and that is it for Ooh. the Bayliner diner. It's, it's good though. Yeah. 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 The options definitely improve the further up you go um, on the, the hotel um, ratings. Um, that's definitely a step up from Surfside. Um, so then we move to the uh, poolside areas. Um, at the Hideaway Bar and Grill. Um, so they have bites. This one has got prices on. Um, so they're appetizers and salads, chicken wings. You get 12 chicken wings, either buffalo or barbecue style at $14.99. Um, six chicken wings at $8.50. Ultimate nachos, either chicken or beef at $9.50. Hummus and pita bread with carrots and celery at $7.99. Uh, a caprese Not salad. rabbit. <laughs> a caprese salad with fresh basil and balsamic glaze at $6.99. Um, Caesar salad at $4.99, or for another $3, you can add grilled chicken. Uh, the hideaway salad at $4.99, mixed greens with tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots, and onions. Uh, chips with salsa at $4.50, and cheese fries at $4.50. Um, then they also do two burgers. Uh, the classic burger at eight fifty, beef patty topped with signature sauce, iceberg lettuce, and vine ripened tomatoes. So pretty much what we saw at the previous area, and the Beyond Burger again, exactly the same. Then you've got the Honolulu Hot Dog Company. Uh, the original Honolulu Hot Dog, uh, eight dollars forty nine, pineapple bacon sausage, passion fruit mustard, and lemon garlic sauce. That's too many flavors, isn't it? <laughs> It's a little bit weird to be in a hot dog, but I'm guessing it's a, a, a Hawaiian thing. Um, then you've got the Big B- uh, Kahuna Beef Dog, uh, which is just a basic beef sausage, mustard, and ketchup at $7.99. And then you can have the Hot Dog Combo at $10.50. Choice of any hot dog and 16-ounce fountain drink or ice cream. Um, then we move on to sandwiches and more. Um, so you've got fish tacos. $9.99 fried grouper chipotle remoulade topped with a tomato and cucumber slaw on two flour tortillas um buffalo chicken wrap at $9.50 chicken tenders buffalo sauce blue cheese lettuce and tomato uh turkey club wrap at $8.50 roasted turkey breast crispy bacon avocado ranch lettuce and tomato and those ever-famous chicken tenders make a return at $10.50. <laughs> um, kids' menu, again, kids' burger, hot dog, or chicken tenders, both at $7.50, or fish bites at $6.99. And then desserts, fresh fruit salad at $3.75, uh, whole fruit at $1.50, or ice cream at $3.50. Uh, then we move on to their drinks menu. Um, so they've got on draft either 16 ounce between $6.50 and $7 or 24 ounce at $9 to $9.50. Um, Yangling Lager, New Belgian Voodoo Ranger, 
Stella Artois, Modelo Especial, Left Hand Wheels Goose Round, <laughs> Cigar, si- uh, Cigar City JLI IPA, Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar, Juicy Haze IPA, Motorworks Pulp Friction Grapefruit IPA, Budweiser Cari- and a Carib Pineapple Cider uh, are all the draft ones. Pineapple Cider sounds interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then bottled between $6.50 and $7.25, you've got Angry Orchard, Bud Light, Cause Light, Dos Equis XX Lager, Heineken Miller Light, White, White Claw Hard Seltzer um, with Lime, Budweiser, Bud Light Lime, Kroner Extra, Guinness, Michelob Ultra, Pabst Blue Ribbon, and Bud Light Seltzer, assorted flavours. Um, and they also do buckets of six, six packs of beer. Um, no prices on that, though, because it will depend on what you're getting. Um, they do wine, they do Prosecco, um, $10 for a glass or $40 for the bottle. Um, they've got five different white wines, uh, white Zinfandel, Sycamore at $8 a glass or $32 a bottle. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc from Invitation Wines, $9 and $34. Um, Chardonnay, again from Invitation Wines in California, $9 or $34 for the bottle. Um, Riesling from Germany, $9 or $34. Or a Pinot Grigio from Sycamore Lane, again, at $8 or $32. Uh, Red Wines, Pinot Noir um, from Invitation Wines, again, $9 or $34. A Merlot from Sycamore Lane, $8 or $32. Um, you can get a glass of Sangria for $8.50. Uh, Malbec from Argentina, $9 or $34. Or the Cabernet Sauvignon from Invitation Wines at $9 or $34. Uh, and finally, their cocktail lineup. Um, all cocktails. Uh, served in 16-ounce Cabana Bay Beach Resort Pool Cup at $15.50 um, and $12 for a refill. Um, you can add a floater uh, of dark rum this... or... Oh, okay. <laughs> Not oh, one of Craig's floaters. Myers Dark Rum or any 360 bog of $3 or add a pump, any Strike Force energy flavor for $1.99. Um, so we've got On the Rocks, Hot Stuff, um, Tentillo, Habanero, Tequila, Raspberry Puree, Lime Juice, Agave, Nectar and Soda. Uh, they are Hello Hell Punch, Heroes Vodka, Club Carib Cocoa Rum, Hotel Tango Gin, Blue Krakow and Pineapple Juice and Sprite. Um, you've got Fun in the Sun, 360 Mango Vodka, Mango Puree, Sour and Pineapple Juice. The Sailor's Delight, Bacardi Banana Rum, uh, Lead Slinger's Black Flag Spiced Rum, Orange Juice and Grenadine. It's Been Real, Deep Eddie Cranberry Vodka, Deep Eddie Grapefruit Vodka, Mint, Lime Juice and Soda. Peachy Keen, which is Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey, Peach Puree and Lemonade. Uh, Ginger Mojito, uh, that's Hotel Tango Gin, Barrow's Intense Ginger Liqueur, 
agave, nectar, mint, lime, and soda. And the Florida flower, which is deep eddy, orange vodka, club carib, cocoa rum, triple sec, orange juice, cranberry juice. Cloud nine, which is Bacardi pineapple rum, pineapple juice, sour, grenadine, cruzan, single barrel rum floater. Let it all hang out. Led singers Bourbon, Grand Marnier, and Lemonade. And the Americana Lemonade, which is Heroes Vodka, Watermelon Pucker, Lemonade, and Fresh Blueberries. Uh, and then we move on to the Frozen Cocktails, which is Creator Rita, El Gimenor Silver Tequila, your choice of Island Oasis flavor, Margarita Island Oasis. Copper Septic. That is Deep Eddy Lemon Vodka, Lemonade Island Oasis, Raspberry Island Oasis Lava Flow, Blue Krakow Floater, and Funky Monkey. Uh, the lead, sling lead slingers Black Spice, uh, Black Flag Spice Rum, Malibu Coconut Rum, and Banana, Banana Island Oasis, and the Hideaway Colada, Club Carib Raspberry Rum. Pina Colada Island Oasis and Raspberry Puree Lava Flow. And that's it for the Hideaway yeah. Bar and, and Grill. That, and that's it. You know, 30 minutes later, and we've finally gone through the drinks menu. Mm. Um, that's a lot. It's, that's a lot. It's, 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 it's crazy. I think we would have spent more time hammered at this hotel than we were at the Aventura. Oh, my God. Mm. I, I mean, look, I like. We'll obviously talk about Aventura on an upcoming episode, and it, you know, the, I, I, you know, the bar upstairs was quite fun, but man, the the selection here is just absolutely insane, and it also pisses over the the poolside bar there. Yeah, they did not have that many drink options no. at all. Um, Definitely not. I thought they had a good selection there. Um, is there is there much difference with the uh, Atomic Tonic? Yeah, it looks like there's quite a lot, certainly with the food menu looking at it. Um, it's, it's quite funny, actually, because when I when I saw this title, because uh, my local comic book shop used to be called Atomic Comic. <laughs> so we've got, uh, for the food menu, we've got grilled donna or gyro, which is chicken. Um, uh, make it a combo uh, with fruit, fries, chips or coleslaw. So either eight ninety nine just Nobody for the donut. Nobody is having a kebab and fruit. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. So it's eight dollars ninety nine or three dollars more if you want to add one of those sides. Um, same, you can have a beef one, exactly the same, eight dollars ninety nine, or a falafel one, seven dollars ninety nine. They also do two pizzas, just a cheese pizza at eleven ninety nine and a pepperoni pizza at thirteen ninety nine. Uh, they also do sandwiches, which are completely different to anywhere else. Uh, you've got the Philly-style hoagie at B4 Chicken at $9.50. Uh, chicken and avocado wrap at $7.99. Quesadilla, either B4 Chicken uh, with cheddar and pepper jack cheeses, grilled peppers and onions at $8.99. And those everlasting chicken tenders at $10.50. Uh, fresh salads, they do the atomic salad. Uh, mixed lettuce and herbs, tomato, cucumber, carrots, olives, pickles, and pepperoni sino at $4.99. Uh, Caesar salad, $4.99. For grilled chicken, $3 extra. Grilled beef, $4 extra. 
And then you've got the Mediterranean platter at $7.99. Hummus, olives, tomato, cucumber, pepperoni, pepperoncino, and feta with pizza bread. That is the worst named food I've ever heard, by the way. <laughs> pepperoncino. Yeah, it's just awful. <laughs> awful. Mm. What is it? God knows. I think I think it's a it's a type of pepper. I think it's like a tiny pepper. But don't call it that. No, because it just sounds like it should be like a slice of meat. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sides, you've got cheese fries at $4.50. Uh, you can add grilled chicken or beef, and that comes to ten ninety eight. Just plain fries, $2.99. Coleslaw, $2.75. Desserts, fresh fruit salad. Mix of ready-to-eat cut fruit, $3.75. Whole fresh fruits, $1.50. A cheese plate at $5.99. With grapes, apple slices, and pita. Uh, chilled watermelon cubes at three dollars fifty, uh, and assorted ice creams at three dollars fifty. Kids items uh, again: a kid-sized donor or gyro at five ninety-nine. Uh, cheese quesadilla seven dollars, or three-piece chicken tenders at seven fifty. Uh, there we go. This is what takes forever. Um, draft beers uh, six ounce. 16 ounce, $6.50 to $7, or 24 ounce, $9 to $9.50. They have Visas uh, Mangalandia, uh, Bud Light, Cigar City J Ally IPA, Katie's Kolsch, uh, Bud Orange Sunset IPA, Blue Moon, Modella Especial, Will's Goose Round, and uh, Young Lin again. And the bottled beers are exactly the same as they were um, at the previous one. Um, wines, I would assume, are pretty much exactly the same as what we looked at previously. Yeah. Um, they are exactly the same. And the cocktails, here we go again. This is even longer. No, <laughs> no. Let's just say there's a load of cocktails, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? This is going to be like a four hour show because yeah. we've still got so much to talk about. Yeah. They've got a so lot of the, cocktails. So they've only got they've got four frozen ones this time and they have got 12 basic ones and um, just the on the rocks stuff which is just ridiculous. You can just you don't even have to leave this place, do you? No. You can literally. Just, yeah. I mean my biggest we haven't even talked about the rest of the the things um that you can find here, right? No. But the um the actual, my biggest regret now, having gone to Cabana Bay before, because we was only there for, I think, three nights, and obviously we're doing Halloween Horror Nights, is I just didn't really do much around the hotel. We never looked at the pool. We never went to the bars. Um, we never looked at the bowling alley. There's a lot to do at this resort. Mm. There really, nice. really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mentioned bowling, so I suppose we better talk about the. Uh, yeah, so baseball. the Galaxy Bowl also has its own restaurant. Um, I'm just going to go through the the bites on this one, rather than going through the the drinks and stuff because I think it's pretty much going to be the same. Um, but the bites, you've got a sampler plat- platter, uh, twenty five dollars ninety nine, mini pretzels, fried mozzarella cheese sticks, and a choice of buffalo barbecue, sweet Thai chili, or teriyaki chicken wings. And you can also get those chicken wings separately um, that come with a ranch dressing, carrot sticks, and celery sticks at $12.99. 
The mozzarella sticks also come separately at $8.99 with a marinara sauce. Uh, and the mini pretzels at $8.99 with cheddar cheese sauce. Uh, they've also got a greens menu. Um, mm. They've got a super power salad at $7.99, which is spring mixed greens, dried cranberries, adame, toasted almonds, and a citrus vinaigrette. Uh, the grilled chicken Caesar salad, $9.99. Uh, grilled chicken breast, romaine lettuce, Caesar dressing, and croutons. And then the crispy grouper Caesar salad at $10.99, which hasn't got an explanation. Well, I th- I'm guessing it will be the same salad. Yeah. But with grouper rather than chicken. But yeah. it is a bit odd that <laughs> there's a description yeah. for one and not the other. Yeah. So then you've got the Galaxy Classic Burger at eleven fifty. You can have bacon for $9.99 cents or a choice of cheese at $0.50. Cents. Uh, barbecue bacon cheese, uh, cheddar burger, $12.99. Black and blue burger at $12.99. The Beyond Burger is back here at $12.99. Uh, steak sandwich at twelve ninety nine, uh, bratwurst hoagie at ten ninety nine, uh, grilled chicken and bacon sandwich at eleven ninety nine, turkey bacon wrapper at eight ninety nine, and a crispy grouper platter at eleven ninety nine. No description again. No. What weirdly. they got against grouper? <laughs> God knows. Um, and this the the sweets here are a little bit bizarre. So you got mm. the chef's seasonal dessert at five dollars. So that's that just depends on the day. But then they've got a chocolate cake made with Coca-Cola for yeah, $5. Called the Coca-Cola cake. Yeah. Now, let me let me maybe give some context to this. So when you, if you buy like a, one of those kind of like Betty Crocker chocolate cake mixes or something like that, right? You normally get a cake mix and then you've got to add egg to it, don't you? You yeah. kind of mix it and then you put it in the oven. Well, obviously if you're vegan you're not going to put eggs in it. So one of the things that a lot of vegans replace um, eggs with when it comes to cake mixture is either fizzy water or something fizzy like a can of Coke. So I'm assuming that is what they've done here. Now, it doesn't say, like, you know, it's vegan or vegetarian or anything like that, but that's the only time I've ever known a chocolate cake be made with Coca-Cola. It's when it's like, that's used to replace the eggs. Yeah. So Ooh. it's interesting. I've never had one. Uh, I'd, I'd possibly give it a go. It doesn't seem like a fair swap. No, it's, it's, an, it's an odd one. It's an odd one. Oh, they have a happy hour here. Yes, they do. Um, so you can get Bud Light uh, for $16, uh, $6.50, uh, Young Lin at $7.00. Uh, House wines at seven dollars and well cocktails with one mixer at seven dollars, and that's available daily f- until eight pm. Yeah, it's not bad. Happy hour. No, so that works out perfectly for anybody that's going to Halloween Horror Nights and want a drink before they go. I hate, I, I hate happy hours that aren't an hour. <laughs> just that's it, just all day though, isn't it? That it, one. It annoys me in the same way that my friend Christopher Ripley's podcast, the Halloween Half Hour, pisses me off for not being half an hour. I've told him this time and time again. Stop false advertising. Um, there's also the Swizzle Lounge. Yeah. Which is, they don't do food there. It is all drinks. And this um, is in the lobby. Yeah. Um, I do remember seeing it, but I don't think, it must have been open, but I, I didn't see anyone yeah. there uh, when we got there. But 
I, I think we just rushing to get to yeah. Halloween Horror Nights. So. so we'll assume that they do the same beers and wines that seem to be the the regular thing. Um, yeah, they've got yeah. a small selection of cocktails, not as massive as some of the other ones, surprisingly. No, um, only only a few. Although there is an yeah. after dinner one, which <laughs> is a brandy Alexander, which is uh, convorsier cognac, uh, creme de coco, ice cream mix, sprinkle of nutmeg. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, you know what you'd get as like an aperitif in a, yeah. in a restaurant normally. But they've also got a, a set of cocktails that are called Strong and Booze. Um, they sure do. And most of them contain gin. Yeah. So no surprise. Yeah. Or vermouth. Um, what else was I going to say? Swizzle Lounge. Yeah. So I think that's... Oh, and obviously we've got Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was the first Starbucks outside of um, City Walk. I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah, because Hard, Hard Rock have got an area that sells Starbucks. Um, but it's part of their main restaurant, right? Okay, um, and isn't run by Starbucks. It's it just serves Starbucks goods. So I think they they bring it over from one of the other stores. Mm, okay, um, but they also have their pizza delivery, as you mentioned. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you've got some salads, um, the usual Caesar salad, mixed garden salad, breadsticks, um, then your usual pizzas, pepperoni, Mediterranean. Classic cheese, margarita, barbecue chicken, um, and then a 10-inch works pizza. So that's basically got everything on it. So um, one after a long day, isn't it? It's a 10-inch. Yeah. Nice 10-inch. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Let's let's talk about the other things that are at this hotel. So we've obviously talked about the, the, the places to eat, and there are a lot for somewhere. It's not particularly huge. It's quite surprising, yeah. actually. Um, so you've got um the cabana courtyard and pool you can also rent cabanas it says yeah so actually have cabana, which makes sense because it is called cabana bay um but it also has a lazy river yeah um it says that the lazy river courtyard is home to another sparkling swimming pool that features a winding river sand beach the poolside hideaway bar and grill two fire pits and plenty of outdoor seating um i mean we just we were there for said two short time and we didn't get to really take advantage of, of the hotel but you were there even shorter than our trip in 2019 weren't you uh yeah because we were there thursday to oh no actually it's the same what's that yeah we got there thursday no we got there friday yeah because I, I arrived in Paris at the same time that you arrived in, right? Yeah, so it must Florida. have been Friday. Yeah, it must have been Friday to to Monday, and this time it went Thursday. So yeah, and I mean the thing is, we literally got there in the evening. We got into the hotel, dropped everything off, and hit Halloween Horror Night straight away. So we had you know Saturday, Sunday, and then we checked out Monday morning. So there was just no time to really enjoy the hotel properly at all. Um, so you've got that, and as I said, like, there's not many hotels that can boast that, right? No. You know, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, and then if you hadn't have already guessed from when we were talking about um, Galaxy Bowl earlier, you know, there is a bowling alley there, yeah. a 10 lane bowling alley, yeah, mm-hmm. upstairs. 
And she's um, open for 12 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. she's a nice time. 12 till 12. Um, there's an arcade, which I never saw. Um, and is almost tradition in these places, there is a universal shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it's more... It does sell universal bits, but also it sells its own hotel bits. So there are like yeah. Cabana Bay towels and t-shirts and hats and, and whatnot for the hotel as well in there. So yeah. um, I yeah. use it to buy a toothbrush because I'd forgotten everything but a toothbrush. What an idiot. Uh, luckily, I wasn't kissing Craig at the time, so it was it was fine. Um, yeah, is, is there anything else about the... the there's a pretty decent sized gym as well upstairs. Yeah, the the um, Jack Lelane. is that the is that was he the juice guy? Yeah, he was a power juice guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, juice diet. Lived to 127 before he died. That may or may not be true. Um, I mean, look, I I stayed here. I stayed at Adventure, which is you know almost next door or across the road from from Cabana Bay. Um, I really, I really like the walk from Cabana Bay to Universal, but like all these hotels, they do have buses that take you there as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, a decent hotel, really decent hotel for the price. Um, really good facilities that I just did not take advantage of and I will definitely be doing next time, uh, I go, um, yeah, I, I think it's a really, really strong all-rounder hotel. Yeah. yeah. For, for being one of the more value ones, it has so much going for it. Mm-hmm. Even compared to some of the higher higher rated hotels, um, to have that many different eating options. It's, is, good. it's Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um yeah, I, I I just looked at the, I think, um, I haven't got it up now, but I think uh, it said that the, the family suites were about, started about $160 a night or something. Uh, you know, you're, you're dividing that for up to six people. That's good mm-hmm. value, you know, I think. Yeah. So I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's a, a, a good choice. I think when we stayed there, for the weekend, I think it was about seven hundred quid between us for the for the three nights or something. Again, I didn't think it was too bad. Mm. Um, and we had a our room had a, a view of Volcano Bay. Yeah, yeah, we paid we paid a little bit extra for a Volcano Bay view, but it was a fantastic view, mm. and it wasn't that much extra. It was like. I can't remember. Thirty dollars a night extra or something like that. Twenty dollars a night extra. It wasn't a lot. So for the couple of nights we were in the room, it was well worth it. And that's the thing. Volcano Bay is literally if you're in one of the towers with the Volcano Bay room, you're you're literally across the street from Volcano Bay. So it was it was really easy. Well, yeah. Which is another plus. Yeah, because when we was at Aventura, that's where I went to get my annual pass, wasn't it? it was um, Volcano Bay mm-hmm. because it was only about a five minute walk from there yeah. Cabana Bay is just across the way so uh, it's really no distance at all um, mm. no I mean I loved it um, I, I loved it and I did nothing there 
you know i thought the rooms were really nice the beds were a nice size um it was clean it was tidy i mean when we went i think it had only been open about a year or two so it's still quite a new hotel um but i can't see it would have dated that quickly and it just that because it had that 50s 60s vibe to it it just it just felt fun and enjoyable you know so i'm i'm gutted i didn't take advantage of it more but it's made me more determined to go back there i know it's not going to be the best hotel we look at you know we haven't started looking at the you know the uh better star rated results and stuff like that yet but you know for the price point and the location and the stuff you can do i mean you can go there i was just thinking like if i went there for a week with my family we wouldn't even be going to Universal every day. Because you've got a really kick-ass pool to hang around in. Mm. And those bars by the pool where you can get drunk in. Just great. True. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say, is, it was our first experience then in the Universal Resort, and I was really, really pleased. I definitely think it, it's it's a, a notch up on a Disney value resort. Definitely. Well, I mean... To me, I suppose it's it's probably nearest comparisons pop mm-hmm. in terms of like the theme and everything like that. Yeah. And you know, look, pop is fun. Um, we had a good time at pop. Um, you know, walking around the grounds with all the oversized objects from you know the, the decades is a lot of fun to walk around. But there's nothing else there. You know, the pools are very, you know, kind of plain. They're just pools, which is fine but there's nothing really going on there. Um, you've got the food court, which isn't huge, but it's sufficient, and like the big shop, but there's nothing else there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a bowling alley and a lazy river. This yeah. sounds like one of those resorts you'd go to in Spain, you know? It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I I just think it's it's got a lot going for it for, for the price and... Yeah, if you're going, if you're going to be doing a, a Disney like vacation, you, you know this is not going to sway you. You know you're too far away from Disney. But if you're doing like a split trip, or even if you're doing a trip where you're not going to Disney, then this has got to be up at the top of your lists of, of places to stay. Yeah. Certainly to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, thank you, P Dubs, for that. You know, if we only had another three hours, we could have done every single drink at the resort. Yeah. But there's just too goddamn many. Uh, we just uh, have to try them all and review them. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a we'll do a vlog. We'll do a yeah. really long vlog. <laughs> we'll all drink around the pool. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up this this month's episode. So um, thank you, gents, for uh, for joining me, and thank you, dear listener, for downloading this episode or listening to it, wherever you do. Um, it's a new year. Give us a new review. More than two stars, please. I won't ask for five. That just sounds too too beggy. But you know, that sounds good. Um, we've got um, we've got Fast and Furious Six, haven't we, this month on Patreon? Yeah. So uh, for Patreons, uh, Ride the Movies is our Universal show where we uh, we watch the films that inspire the attractions at Universal. And this month, it is Fast and Furious 6 slash Fast and Furious Supercharged. So um, come and join us over on Patreon. 
Um, $5 a month gets you uh, about four extra shows that aren't released anywhere else. So uh, there you go, including mine and Craig's new show. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Have you seen it? I did say it come through my fade. Yeah. Mando Man. So I wanted to make a pun on that Chris Tarrant game show from the 90s that no one else will get. Uh, where me, Craig, and anyone else that wants to join us will be uh, watching and discussing uh, episodes of The Mandalorian. We started at episode one. Good place to start. So that's on the feed as well. So, uh, yeah, join us there if you so wish to uh, support us and listen to the extra content. And we will be back with another Universal show in a month's time. Cheerio. Bye-bye now.